0: Tonight, I want to speak with you for, on, for a few minutes tonight on the subject of recognizing the blessing, on recognizing the blessing of God, okay? Some of you may have heard me teach on this before. It's been a long time, but uh, I kind of believe if, if Jesus, when Jesus was raised from the dead, if Mary and the disciples didn't even know who he was, that there may be a blessing in our life that we don't even know is there sometimes. There may be blessings right now that Jesus is blessing us with in this season of our life that we're not even recognizing that it's Him in our midst with a blessing, and we're not choosing uh, what He has prepared for us. Amen. I, I heard this story, so this is this is just going to be for fun. This is just going to try to this will entertain Ken if nobody else here tonight. But uh, this man walked up to the top of the hill to talk to God, and the man asked God, "What's a million years to you?" And God said, a minute. Then the man asked, well, what's a million dollars to you? And God said, a penny. Then the man asked God, can I have a penny? And God said, sure, in a minute. <laughs> that is a Ken joke if I've ever heard one right there. So, You know, greed tries to get what only the blessing can produce. Think about that. That's what's going on in the world today. Greed tries to get what only... The blessing of God can produce. And so I want us to start in Proverbs 10, verse 28. And you don't have to turn there unless you want to. We don't have any PowerPoint tonight like I normally teach with. But uh, Proverbs 10, 28 says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. We've heard that a bunch of times in this in this church, but it's still true that, that God's blessing adds to our life in a way that brings spiritual increase, that brings natural increase, that brings the addition of things into our life that we can enjoy without uh, uh, sin, sickness, disease, or or any other evil thing coming in. God's not going to bring His blessing into our life with any evil attached to it. Amen? There's times we can try to bring a blessing into our life, and there's times we can import things into our life thinking that it's going to add increase and it may add temporary increase but but there's attachments. And any of you ever opened any enticing attachments on your email? It, you know, it's it's a great looking email and you're excited and you click on the attachment and it's not as advertised. You've imported something with what you were seeking for. And so God says when when my blessing comes to you it's going to add true riches without sorrow. And that's, that's what we, we are after. It's what the world cannot produce. And we, we know from Genesis 128, if you guys will bear with me, we're getting real practical here tonight, okay, before it's over with. But we're, we're laying the spiritual foundation that we've all heard, but we're just, we're just uh, uh, fanning up our faith here tonight in the Word of God before we get into some practical stuff. But Genesis 128 says that God, of course, this is when, when God had made Adam. First thing he said to him was this, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And so God spoke blessing over his creation, his prize creation, mankind. And so when we receive Christ, again, we're restored back to this original intent and purpose for the blessing of God to operate in our lives. Now, the world's a different place, but the power of the blessing is still the same. The earth now is a cursed earth, but the difference is we are a blessed people in a cursed earth that overcome the laws of sin and death that's in this earth. Back then, there was no law of sin and death. There was only the law of life, the spirit of life that was in Christ Jesus, so there was no evil. But now we we have to battle against that, but we still have the power of the blessing. And then I want you to turn over to Deuteronomy 28. I want to read the blessings part of Deuteronomy 28. And then we're going to jump off the diving board. Deuteronomy 28. Again, these are, and you'll understand this, these are old um, covenant blessings. But how many, how many of you understand we're not redeemed from the blessings, but we are redeemed from the curse of the law. The blessings are grafted into Christ and magnified you know, through him to even greater dimension. But the blessings of Deuteronomy 28 uh, are these. So come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. How many understand that it's still important to give attention and to give diligence to the word of God and to its instructions in our life. that That's not what saves us. The blood of Jesus Christ saves us. And we're, we're, we're the righteousness of God when we receive Christ. Amen. That's where we stand today. But obeying the word of God and the principles in the word of God. Will add life to the life you already have. May I say it this way. It will like add life in your Monday through Friday and Saturday and Sunday. In addition to the life that's on the inside of your, of your heart. Okay. So it's still important that we give heed or that we, we give attention to what God says in His Word. Uh, then It says in verse 2, All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall, you, blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. That basically for us today, when most of us don't do cows and cattle and making bread and stuff like that, unless you're doing it as a hobby, uh, you know, it applies to our jobs, our our businesses, our investments, the things that we set our hands to 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 prosper. Um, Verse, where we get to, verse 5, Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. I love that one. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses, plural, and in all to which you set your hands. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people unto himself. And I want to just stop right there and just highlight that with the prosperity that God brings, He wants to establish a level of relationship and communion at ever-deepening levels as you continue to be blessed in the blessings of God. Okay, you know, We don't trade you know, His presence for more blessings. We get more, more of His presence as we get more blessed. That's the way it works. Okay, Or that's the way it should work anyway. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to Himself just as He's sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, that all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you, and the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give you the rain to give the rain to your land in its season, and bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head, and not the tail. You shall be above only, and not beneath, if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and be careful, or and are careful to observe them. What a great passage for us! Great promise for us today. So it's the blessing that produces in the lives of the people. So I want you to see what we've just read. That's part of the blessing. Operating in the lives of God's people. Everybody see that? Okay. Uh, so, again, this is tied to people keeping God's word, to doing things the way God instructs us in His life giving word. But uh, the blessing is at work in the lives of God's people. And I, I thought about this um, today about like explaining it like, you know, us riding in a car, okay, the car being blessing, us inside the blessing of God. Riding through a storm. How many have driven in your car, you know, through a storm, but you keep driving and you come to the other side? Uh, you know, how, how many have John mentioned about driving through South Arkansas on Sunday? Well, uh, he saw something. He's got eye of the spirit because I, I didn't see it that pretty, South Arkansas that pretty when I drive through it because I've done it many a time. And, and uh, I kind of zone out in South Arkansas. But, you know, there's monotonous times in our life where it seems like nothing is happening. Okay? Same old, same old, day in, day out. You're still in the car driving through that. Okay? You're still in the blessing. So just because something's not happening this week or next week or next month or not much is happening this year doesn't mean the blessing is still not upon your life and in your life that you're not in the blessing of God, that it's not working for you or maybe it's not activated for you, but the blessing is still there is what I'm trying to get you to see. OK, it's, it's not the spiritual hokey pokey where you step into the blessing one day and then you're out the next. No, because you are in Christ, everybody say in Christ. In Christ. Say because I'm in Christ, I'm in Christ. The, blessing in the blessing is in me. OK, and this is what I had to retrain and rewire my brain to begin to understand years ago to get prosperity to work in a greater dimension in my life. I don't know about you, but I felt like my all the rows in my life, all the crop rows was plowed the wrong direction, you know. And God had to come in and, and plow them the different direction. That's the way it felt in my life. But when I understood that I'm not trying to, you know, pray the blessing down from heaven or I'm not trying to pray God's hand down from heaven to touch me, I can ask him to touch specific things in my life. But when, you know, when we really look at it the most accurately, scripturally, the blessing is inside us. It's part of our spiritual DNA by the blood of Christ that saved us and forgiven us of all of our sins it's who we are we are the blessed of God we are the blessed of God so when I think about doing life I think about doing life as the blessed one I'm blessed to do this and if we're not in the right place then God in the blessing will tell us and begin to speak to us it's time for you to begin to make some changes to begin to make a lateral change or a forward change or or go somewhere else. He'll begin to talk to you about that as not because, uh, you know, you're evil, but because he wants you in the best position so the blessing can operate the best. If you look at people like especially the patriarchs in the Old Testament, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, those guys, the old ones back there, there was so much blessing that God blessed them with, but many of those blessings were tied to them being in the place that God sent them to be. Amen? So it's important that we we heed that, but but the blessing went with them wherever they went. So, uh, you know, just like the car, you, you ride through things and you continue on and that blessing begins to move you from one place to another and uh, prosperity begins to take hold. Uh, you know, I, I've recognized this... Uh, you know, in some people's life, you know, you meet some people. There's just something on them. You know what I'm talking about? Have you noticed that? There's just something on some people. You you come in their presence, and there's just something different about them. It's because they they walk in something that God's revealed to them. I think about Pastor Tom. There was just something on that man. You know, there really was. And I'm so blessed to have been a part of of you know his life and in the latter years that we we moved back to Russellville in time for us to be a part of this church when he was still here. And, you know, he was, he was criticized back in the 70s and 80s. You know, some of you guys that were here lived through that. You know, a lot of people didn't understand him. But there was something on that, man, and it was an anointing of faith. And I believe in a lot of ways he was an apostle to this area to, to launch and to birth the faith message in this area. Not just in this area because it went way beyond that. But he was just determined that he was going to have a faith center that preached the word of God. And nothing was going to get in the way of that. If you didn't agree with that, he, he was not going to compromise his calling and his message that God had given him. And so, you know, there was a presence about him, you know, that 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 he yielded to. And there was a blessing on him to, to launch this as a part of his calling and to establish a center for faith here in this part of Arkansas. And, and I'm telling you the same way. There is a blessing on you to establish your calling and your assignment that God has for you. And your assignments may change over the years. They may go from one... Mine went from Batesville to, to... From here to Batesville back to here. They may change. But there is an anointing. And there is a power that's a part of the blessing that comes on you to accomplish what God calls you, <clears throat> calls you to do. I've talked about this before. About uh, It's kind of a word picture of the effect... Of the blessing in our life when we yield to it. It's a story about this this man who was uh, riding this 10 speed bike from Phoenix to Flagstaff. Some of you remember this. He got as far as Black Canyon City before the mountains just became too much and he couldn't go any further. He stuck his thumb out, but after three hours, he hadn't gotten a single person to stop. Finally, this guy in a Corvette pulls over and offered him a ride. Of course, the bike wouldn't fit in the car. So he looked around and found a piece of rope laying by the highway, and he tied it to his bumper and tied the other end of the bike, and he told the man if you got going too fast, just honk the horn on his bike, and he'd slow down. Well, everything went fine for the first 30 miles, and then suddenly this other Corvette blows past him. He can't be outdone because, you know, you can't let the Corvette pass you without, you know, I'm saying, guys, you understand what I'm saying. And so he took off after the other Corvette. A short distance down the road, the Corvettes, both going well over 120 miles an hour, blew through a speed trap. Well, the police officer noted the speeds from the radar gun and radioed to the other officer that two Corvettes were headed his way over 120 miles an hour. Then he relayed, you're not going to believe this, but there's a guy on a 10-speed bike honking to pass. (laughs) (laughs) One of my all-time favorite stories. So you'll probably hear that one again. But, you know, when we are attached to something like God, the Father and we are attached to his blessing, you know, we do supernatural things. We're able to do 120 when we need to, when it doesn't make sense, when there's no ability in the natural to do that. We're able to do supernatural things because of the one that we are attached to. Now, the blessing is not some magical potion or some superhero power, Okay. It's not. And I think these uh, some of these Marvel movies and superhero types have diluted, you know, the you know, the the power of God in some ways, because we we tend to think that Holy Spirit operates like a, you know, like one of the Avengers in our life. And, And he can if he needs to. But that's not the typical mode of operation. Now, when you need the power, God can supply the power. But it's, you know, it's, it's much more a yielding to Holy Spirit on a daily basis and you building things that he shows you how to do. And then if you need something supernatural, if you need somebody raised from the dead, if you need something in your life, then it's available to you at any time. But, you know, we think if we don't beat our chest like a superhero and nothing happens or we don't, you know, flip a button and nothing happens, then, you know, it's not going to work. And, and it's through a relationship with Father, okay? It's through a relationship with Holy Spirit, Okay? It's through walking with Him. If the time comes that you need to stand up and do something that cannot be done in the natural, He is right there and available. Amen? And He'll show you what to do, what to say, or how to do it. Okay, But you know we've got to get our mind off the things of the flesh and onto walking in partnership with the Spirit. And He'll tell us what to do and how to do it when the time comes. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, you will remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So one of the big ways that the blessing becomes effective in our life, and, and, and one of the big ways that we recognize how and when it's working is to begin to yield to it. Okay, now We're going to make a little move towards the, the, the practical right here. You know, once you begin to yield to the blessing, and when I'm, when I'm saying that, we're really talking about yielding to Holy Spirit because, you know, with God comes the blessing, and with Holy Spirit, our Helper, comes the blessing. But, you know, it's one thing to beat a door down, but it's another thing to to yield and let somebody else do it for you that's a whole lot stronger, okay? Amen? And so when, when we start to yield to the blessing, we begin to operate in a power this this power to get wealth this power to do whatever it is you need to do you begin to yield to that that power begins to be loosed and you move beyond your natural means and I wanted just to take a few minutes and and I wanted just to share with you how that I have seen the blessing worked out in my life because you know it's one thing to get up here and teach about this but it's another thing to show somebody how practically in life that the blessing could already be working and you don't even know it because that's what was happening in my life. You know, there were there were times God was saying things to me and I thought, that's just my mind, you know, and I would dismiss it thinking, well, you know, it's just going to fail like so many other things I've tried, you know, have anyway. And so I had to learn to to listen and to act on things. I had to act on things that that weren't him that I thought was and, and a lot of things that, that were him that that did get blessed. And so here's some of the ways that that we can see the blessing worked out or or the blessing coming to us on a real-time basis, okay, with God trying to promote us, increase us, uh, multiply us, however you want to say it. Number one, opportunities for increase. Opportunities for increase. God will bring us many times in our life opportunities for increase. That may be through a new job, It may be through a higher salary where I'm at. It could be the opportunity to to start or purchase a new business. It could be through the area of, uh, of real estate. All these things are things that have happened in my life that came to me as part of the blessing. So opportunities. And may I just say that when you begin to yield to the blessing of God there will be so many opportunities that come that you could take that you have to pick and choose sometimes. Because there's times when God's not going to tell you yes and no on every opportunity. He may say, whichever one you want, you're walking with me, you're going to be blessed in any of these that you do. You don't apply that to everything because God directs your steps. The steps of a good man are what? Ordered of the Lord. But it also says whatever I set my hands to prospers. And so what I have learned to do is don't just go out there sticking my hands on anything and everything. But, but walk with the Spirit. Evaluate, is there peace when I think about going this direction and, and doing this thing, putting my hands on this, going into this field? Is there peace there when I think about doing that? When I take a step toward that, is there peace or is there is there an overriding sense of peace? I should say because it won't be twenty four hours a day. A lot of times when you're dealing with a new a calf at a new gate kind of a thing, if you know what I mean. Uh, but is there an overriding sense of peace, or is there kind of like a red light, like don't do this? There's you know there, there's going to be trials and tribulations attached to this if you do it. <laughs> you know, uh, so evaluate. Ask God for wisdom on what to put your hands on. Is what I'm basically saying. And then, number two, when the blessing starts working, um, you will have opportunity for new assets. okay We see this in in scripture born out in the lives of uh, the patriarchs. You'll see how that uh, Abraham will read here in a few minutes he was he was made rich as he walked with God, as he chose God as he left the past and went on with god and, and God blessed him over a period of time, and it said that Abraham became very rich in cattle and livestock and uh, silver livestock and gold assets was an asset. It's, it's something that has a value. This computer is, is an asset to me. It's not worth a whole lot, but it's an asset. A cow back then was a big asset. Uh, you know, land was a big asset. <clears throat> and so you have assets that begin to come to you. And I learned that God showed me, uh, for those of you that don't know, we're, we're in the coffee business and and i 'm amazed at how when when Holy Spirit gets involved in your business with your business, when Holy Spirit gets involved in that he 's going to begin to he 's going to begin to show you how to create assets out of nothing. okay can I talk to you about this or is this too boring to you okay because some of you you 've been asking God for areas you 've been asking God for some godly ideas about money and finances and, and and this is this is him answering part of your prayer but when when God can create an asset out of nothing, I think that 's pretty. Dad gum, exciting, okay? Uh, and so I, I began to pray, God, show us. We're, we're in the coffee business. And I said, God, show us, you know, what kind of drinks can we make, you know, that would be good? And so long about two years, I began to, to really pray this in earnest. I guess maybe a year or two after we, we had the business. And, and all of a sudden, we started having these drinks pop out every now and then. And we would notice that people would just start coming in to get these drinks, like, all the time you know, and, and it would it would spread, and then we'd get another drink, and we'd get this one drink that some of the ladies were sitting around gossiping, I mean, visiting, I'm um, at the shop, and um, no, they weren't gossiping, and um, so, you know, my wife and this, it was Tracy, right, I think it was, they who was it? Okay, somebody, they were there visiting at the shop, and make me this, 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 and this, and so, ooh, this is good, pass it around, ooh, this is really good, and so, you know, we started making that drink and giving it to people and all of a sudden it just blew up and it became like our best-selling drink in 2018 and we sold thousands of them and um you know it was just drink after drink you know that started you know um, uh happening like that and a lot of my you know just I feel like it was by inspiration some of them were just happy accidents but but I'll take the happy anointed accidents too uh, you know what I'm saying um and, and all of a sudden, I started looking at our numbers, like, over the course of a year, over a course of two years, and, and how many drinks we had sold from an idea, okay, that didn't exist just a short while ago, an asset that didn't exist, that, that God gave us an idea for. The, God gives you the ability to create wealth, okay? So I'm saying that that's not limited to me. What happened, had to happen in my life is I had to shift my thinking into letting the power to get wealth begin to work, begin to generate some ideas that I, I moved on, that I was expecting to come, that I, I was walking with the Lord in, and, and try those out, and then let Him bless those things. So um, I, I love that because He can give you ideas for new assets. Some of you are you're makers of things, and in today's economy, we have all kinds of outlets to sell things to people all over the world: Etsy, eBay. Uh, Amazon, uh, there's, there's all kinds of, you know, things that even Walmart.com you can sell on. I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can, Facebook Marketplace, you can move your products. I mean, if you wanted to go local, you know, you can make tables and sell them on Facebook Marketplace. You know, you can make dolls and sell them, whoever buy the doll places. I don't know what those are. I don't have to go to them. But there's ways you can sell, you know, all kinds of different stuff. And just about anything you you can make. Uh, you know, somebody wants it in some way if you package it right. So God can give you ideas for assets. And then also cash gifts. I like those. Amen. Open the, open the, uh, I opened the mail of the day and 800 and something dollars back from my, my escrow that I didn't, didn't realize I was getting. $800. I can do something with $800. It didn't go as far as it used to, but I'm not going to throw it in the trash. I'm going to cash it and use it. Amen. Uh, cash gifts from other people. So Uh, That's a way the blessing can work in our life. Another way the blessing can work is is mentors to work with and draw from. They may never give a dime into your life, but the information they give is invaluable. And that may come through a book. It doesn't have to be a live person. It may come through a book. I learned a lot through a a business book I read. I don't even know if the guy saved or not, but his information was sound biblically. And so I used it. (laughs) It was, a, it was a God-appointed um, opportunity that came to me. And I knew that when I found that book, I'm supposed to read that book. I'll tell you the book. I don't care if you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Some of you have, may have read that. I don't care if you know. But I read that book with an anointed imagination and an anointing eyesight. And, and that book opened my eyes to real estate and opened my eyes to uh, income-producing assets. In other words, where you, you buy an asset and it's making money for you for for you for day one. We bought our vending business that way. I'd been praying in the Spirit. I'd walked around our church. I was pastor. And I'd make the rounds, you know, around praying in the Spirit, calling things in, you know, calling in, uh, you know, more resources that we, we knew we had to have to fulfill God's destiny in our life, calling those things in in the name of Jesus, praying in the Spirit, declaring their mind, and, uh, you know, this book comes into my life. I don't even know that's the, one of the answers to my prayers. I'm still making my rounds and praying in the Spirit, calling things in and reading this book and doing it again the next day, and you know day in, day out, week in, week out, and pretty soon the information God brought to me through that book opened my eyes to an opportunity that was already in our life that we didn't even know. Somebody literally had had sent a letter, old school letter. Y'all remember what a letter with a stamp is? A return address? Sent me a letter... And this has been years ago, but still uh, sent me not an email, a letter in the box saying, hey, is there anybody in, your, tr- in the, your church that you trust with money that could work for us in our vending route collecting, you know, money in north central Arkansas? And I said, yeah, I think my wife, I could trust her with the money. I said, so, so, uh, so she went to work for him and, and I went on a couple of routes just to make sure she was safe the first couple of times. I'm thinking, man, wow, Whoa. Wow, you know, and I'm just like, man, I just kept going like that. You can ask my why. and uh, my wheels were turning. And that wasn't when I saw it or that wasn't when that opportunity happened. That opportunity had been happening through praying in the spirit, through the, the mentor he had connected me with through a book, through applying myself, using my faith, confessing the abundance of God. All that had been working for me till I came to the time of the moment of opportunity. And the Lord gave me the power to get wealth through purchasing that company. It's a very long, drawn-out thing, but but the Lord enabled us through wisdom to tie that whole company up because I had no idea how big it was at the time. I mean, I was just thinking it was going to be small, but it was not, and, and, and I knew I was supposed to have the whole company. I just didn't know how big it was. And So he gave me wisdom to go through all that. You know the legal stuff and get it all under contract and buy it out over time in a, in a you know in a proper way that was agreeable to them and 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 bless us greatly for twenty years for twenty years up until uh, this year uh, yeah this year we we sold at the end of last year first day of this year we were without it and so for for t- practically for twenty years we drew from that source of income from something God opened to us from an idea you know from a mentor uh, from Revelation God brought to us through that book. Now, is this okay? It's not. It's, you know, it's not the typical message, but I'm just telling you how this is. The power to get wealth is way bigger than what we think. You know, we we limit it to getting checks in the mail and to maybe getting a new job. And there's so many other ways God can bring things. And I'm not saying yours is going to be way different than mine. Okay, but my point. I don't care whether you're retired or you're you're starting out and you're you know in teens and twenties. I don't I don't care where you're at in in this frame. The power to get wealth is still there available to you as part of the blessing, okay, that is in your life and on your life. And so, wherever you're at, okay, wherever you're at, it may be a baby step, and I recommend taking baby steps, okay, when you make investments and when you start new things and you're walking these things out. Don't bet the farm unless God tells you and you better make sure it's God. But take some steps because taking any step. You know, even if it's, you know, sending $10 to a missionary in Africa, believing God's going to multiply that because you're giving into the, you know, you're giving to the sake of spreading the gospel and there's a hundredfold return promise to you. Even if you do that, do that because that's you working your faith and you working your faith on that level will lead to the next level and the next level and the next. There's lots of stories I can tell about uh, that time in our life 20 years ago, but I got to move on. So the next thing is direct knowledge for business. This is the blessing can produce this direct knowledge for business. This is startup businesses uh, where you you start a new business or existing businesses or even things in your job where you could could learn new skills or or do things for your employer that would bring you a greater increase, a greater salary there. He can give you direct knowledge for business, learning new skills, uh, dreaming up things through the imagination, all those things. Also, another way is by the word of knowledge. There's many times where I've had the word of knowledge come to me, where I've been, like when I was running my vending routes, uh, you know, I, I would uh, just circle back here and see if that person's there again. And you go back and, you know, you recover a, you know, $150 machine or, a, you know, or, or $1,000, $1, dollars machine that you've been trying to recover because you just take one more loop through town before you leave and they're there and you get your stuff back. You know, our our God says, why don't you make an offer on that piece of property? You know, or open up negotiations on this piece of property. Uh, you know, the, one of the last things I bought, um, one of the last things I bought, I saw this little bitty, junky-looking sign for sale, and it had two numbers on it, and you could barely see it from the highway. And it, both this happened to the places I, I bought, uh, where we have shops now. And, and both of these had junky little signs and I saw those little signs and now listen to what I'm saying and when I saw those stupid little black and white signs with the sorry writing that you could barely see low visibility I saw those signs and something in my heart went ding 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 ding. it jumped with joy I didn't know this thing I didn't know what was going on I just was thinking that, hmm hmm you ever get those you think about something hmm what sounds really good but something in my heart would jump, and I'd go by it. I'd, no, no, it's just nothing. I don't need to get involved in nothing else. And I'd go by it again, and the same thing would happen. Well, both those places we were able to buy later later on, uh, at the right time, and have been you know real blessings to us in, in a lot of ways. But but just pay attention because the word of knowledge will come to you sometimes, and just it may not tell you what to do, uh, or it, but it will just highlight something like it's a spiritual take notice. There's a word of knowledge that there's something, there's blessing attached to this thing I'm putting in front of your eyes here, okay? That's an example of how the word of knowledge might operate. Other times, the word of knowledge might operate by telling you, offer this for a piece of property. Or, put in your application for a new job at this area here. Or, cut your hours back because you need to work on your health more. Amen? That's prosperity. God gets you healthier, Right? So don't limit this just to money. Or buy this for your kids because it will, it will be a statement of love on a new level to them if you do this. Or take off and take them to this thing they would really love to go. I mean, or, or change your parenting and do this. That's the word of knowledge coming to you to produce prosperity. Because the blessing will teach you, and, and this is way on down here, we may never even get to it, but the blessing will teach you how to parent your own kids. The blessing will teach you how to save for retirement. The blessing will teach you how to change something in your relationship with your husband and your wife. It's all-encompassing, okay? The Holy Spirit will, will take the blessing of God and will administer it to you to bring more and more life in whatever area. Another area that the blessing will work is by giving you wisdom. You've got something that needs to be changed, something that needs to be done. We're using this right now, praying for wisdom to restructure some things right at this very moment. It will show you how to to rearrange the pieces, you know, to be more prosperous. You know, sometimes the pieces are there; they're just in the wrong order, in the wrong sequence, in the wrong steps. Amen. Or you have the wrong people doing the wrong things. You need to reshuffle the deck a little bit, right? Okay. Wisdom shows you how to do that and when to do that. Uh, discerning the times, the the times and seasons when change was needed. I Remember Brother Hagen talking about a big uh, recession that came back in. Uh, this must have been back in early 70s or something. And, and, of course, he was in Tulsa, a lot of oil and gas, and the Lord told him to, you know, freeze all hiring. And I think he laid off a few people that was on his staff uh, because the Lord told him, this is a season to do this. You know, buckle up, tighten up. And we've heard Pastor Tom talk about tightening your belt where there was times in his life where he called everybody and said, look, everything's fine, but we're going to tighten our belt. It's time to do that right now. So there's times and seasons where God you know, might say, cut out the fluff, you know, just go lean. You know, you're sowing for your future here. You're sowing for a harvest down the road, but buckle up right now. Amen. Everybody still with me? Say amen. amen. All right. The blessing will also um, operate when uh, when you're going from one season to another. There's times when the Lord will come to you and say, you need to shut some things down like he did for us with, you know, with our, our vending company. It was time that was over with. There was, there was new things ahead of me greater than the things I was going to be giving up that I'd done in the past. And so you've got to discern the seasons. The blessing helps you do that. And a lot of times it, it will be like where there used to be energy, abounding energy to do stuff that God had called you to. All of a sudden, I know we all go through things where God's called us to do where it's not fun, okay? And you're called to do it anyway. All right, you can't quit if He's called you to do it. But there's other times where when God lifts the grace to do something, that happened to me. The grace lifted, and I knew the, the pre-close when that lifted because I could not do what I used to do. Because the grace wasn't there anymore to do it. And so I, I had to, that was a signal to me that God was changing the season. And so I had to change my, my posturing. I had to reposition myself. I had to face a different direction so I could receive the greater increase God had ahead of me rather than looking behind, trying to keep maintaining something behind that, you know, that was being minimized in my life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. And then there's times where you'll have general increase and you'll have sudden increase the blessing will produce that in your life uh, those times where people will be added to your life to help you manage increase i talked about the be uh the blessing will help you raise your kids or some of you your grandkids more grandkids i guess and they are not you guys have they're here uh you know the blessing it says endures to a thousand generations that's the will of the lord a thousand generations And so that blessing needs to operate in our family and our parenting. All right? Let's not escape that. This is not just about money. That's just one of many things. All right. Uh, Let me move on here. So we see see scripturally how the blessing operated. And I'm going to make this quick here in in the life of Abraham. Um, I talked about a while ago how that God made Abraham very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. That... uh, God came to Abraham and, and spoke the blessing to him i 'm going to bless you in all these ways as you follow me. you guys know the story and, and as He did that over a period of many decades in his life, the increase of God began to come and that 's the thing about the blessing that that a lot of people shoot themselves in the foot because they can 't see they 're in the middle of their life they 're in the forest of their own life, and they can 't see the top down view to see how that they actually are moving. God actually is moving things around them that they can't see and in their life. And so they give up because they think nothing's happening when, yes, your faith has been working, has been moving things, and things are coming toward you. You know, if you keep moving forward like you're supposed to, they're going to come to you and meet you at the appointed time of harvest that Galatians 6 talks about. But you've got to keep moving forward like Abraham did. Uh, And there was a story about Abraham where that uh, after God had begun to bless Abraham really well... That uh, Lot got taken away by kings that came and just took the whole town and other kings. And Abraham went against these kings that stole his brother, or I'm sorry, stole his nephew. And uh, with his, this just cracks me up and just, this is bizarre to me. Abraham came against these kings that went on this raiding run that took out Sodom and the kings of Sodom and, and his nephew with his. 318 trained servants, okay, against these armies that took this, you know, did this night terrorist run, okay. And so Abraham, with the blessing, comes up against these kings with his 318 trained servants and recovers all, okay. That doesn't make sense in the natural, but the blessing puts things in your favor. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that away for free. Throw that in for free. We see Isaac in chapter 26 of Genesis uh, where they, there was a famine in the land. Abraham was gone. Isaac's by himself. He is the patriarch now. He is the one that's carrying on the family line down to Christ. Okay? There was a famine in the land. God sends him. I said God sends him to the Philistines in Gerar. And so he says, don't go to Egypt, but go where I tell you to go. Dwell in, the land, dwell in this land and I'm going to be with you. It's the importance of you be where God tells you to be and the blessing will have room to operate on you. Whether you feel it that day, that week, that year or not, the blessing will still operate if you will do what God's called you to do, where he's called you to do it. He said, go down there, I'm going to be with you, I'm going to bless you, and you and your descendants, I'm going to give these lands, I'm going to perform the oath I swore to Abraham. And so, in verse 4, he said, I'm going to multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven, basically repeating the blessing of Abraham to Isaac here. And then it says, of course, you remember this phrase in verse 12, Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold for the Lord had blessed him. And they said that the land there that he sowed in was like, you know, the land that you see that's uh, so dry that it, it cracks and there's ripples in the land because of the cracked ground that opens up. That was the kind of ground he was having to sow in from pictures I had seen. And so he was the only one getting a return, okay? And he was getting an abundant return. He'd dig a well and get water. Nobody else could find water. You know, so the Philistines envied him because of this thing called the blessing on his life. I can't spend a lot of time here, but basically, it's to say that the power of God was so strong it was sucking the wealth out of the land to Isaac because he served God, because God was the God of, of heaven and earth, not whatever God they served back in that land. But but it, it literally was they felt like it was sucking the resources dry to the point that when. Isaac finally said, "I'm leaving. I've had enough," and he left with his wealth from the land. Um, they came running after him because when he left, the blessing left the land. See, so they were getting at least some residual blessing from him being there. But when they left, they came running after him with Philcôl, the commander of the armies, and Abimelech, the king there. He said, "Please make a covenant with us that you know we're still going to be friends. That you're not going to curse us." <laughs> you know, and it's because they knew when he was leaving. If they left things undone, they were going to be in a heap of trouble. And so at least they had to cut a covenant of some kind with him of at least a basic friendship level to appease the Lord. So that, that's wild to me, the blessing being so strong. Uh, we also see it um, even um, in the life of Jesus. We see that when Jesus was young, that the Bible says when he was 12 years old, that he was growing in favor with God and man. Remember that? That... Uh, when he came into his ministry, that he taught with one as authority, not as a scribe's. People recognized there was something on this man. They didn't know what he was other than a carpenter, but there was something on this man. Remember I talked about something being on people? There was something. They know who he was exactly, but there was something on him that he spoke like nobody else did. There was anointing on his life. You know, God can give you a, a favor. He can give you an authority right where you're at, even when you're not an authority. He can give you authority. Are, are you ready to hear this? Yes. Oh, this is, this is freebie number 73 tonight, okay? He can give you authority when you don't have authority. In other words, he can give you ideas and ways to solve things in the midst of a company, uh, to get things done that other people can't do, where that the boss will come to you and ask, what would you do about it? Remember Joseph? Pharaoh, or Potiphar, left nothing to himself. He he left Joseph in charge of everything. Happened again in the prison, when he was in the prison. Uh, You know, he ran the whole prison. Why? Because there, there was something on him. It's the blessing. And so the blessing can work on you even when you don't have a business, even if you don't have a job. The blessing can work on you in a way that will cause you to prosper wherever God has you. See the the joy, the the effective way to work for somebody else is try to make that person's place of work better. When you're there, be a blessing to them. Don't steal tools and steal time on the clock, and take umpteen breaks and you know and and criticize people and management and leaders. Don't do that because that's hurting you. That's that's short circuiting the blessing. Have you ever seen a life that's trying to short out? Hello. We've got a light in our living room. I changed all the lights in our house, these little brown bulbs, you know, in the ceiling, these can bulb things. I changed all of my house. thought I got every one of them. I was one bulb short. There's one in the living room that I'll be sitting there, you know, watching TV or reading or talking, and the light goes out, and everybody goes, you know, like this, like light went out, shorted out. It's frustrating. So don't frustrate the blessing of God in your life by criticizing, by stealing, by, you know, by working against. The blessing in somebody else's life, amen, well, that was a good freebie there yeah. Yeah. all right we 're just talking from the heart tonight. I hope this is helping. Um, and we see also the blessing in the lives of Jacob, David, Solomon, Josiah, and the kings that served served the lord let me uh, let me talk let me end tonight with um, this section on on favor because favor is a very key part of god 's blessing. It's, it's like the outflow of blessing. You know, blessing is a DNA that you have in your life. But when, when you let the blessing out, it's, it, it's like it, it smiles with favor. It's like the blessing bleeds favor over into everything you do. It may be a parking spot. We talk a lot about parking spots. I feel like I've got that one down pretty good. You know, when I'm thinking about it, I feel like I've got that one down pretty good. I need to go with some bigger things. But, but uh, uh, there's ways you can activate the favor of God. Uh, one, of, one way is to pray for it in specific situations. Now, now, you have favor, but you want to release it too, okay? All right? So pray for it in specific situations. We see Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20. You had all the armies surrounding him, the Moabites and all the Ites and the Its and everybody else. They were there to take him out, hundreds of thousands of, of enemies. And Jehoshaphat calls a fast and says, God... What do we do our eyes are only upon you we are we are submitted to you and he, he asked for God's help. how I many know oh, God's help is God's favor coming on the situation and God delivered them and then number two, acknowledge favor every time it comes very very important I've learned this over the years. I mean often in, in my under my breath if, if I get a front row parking spot, God thank you for that you know what, I'm not too good to thank God for something that simple. You know, really. I Can I share your story? Can I be John up here? This, I walked out of Walmart and I had given somebody something, and I don't do this very often, but somebody came up to me in the parking lot and, and asked for some help for groceries. And I went in and got, got a few groceries for them, nothing big. And, and I came out and there was a shiny dime on the parking lot laying there. And I was so excited about that shiny dime. I'm like, thank you, God. Money's coming to me in Jesus' name. Amen. And I picked that dime up and put it in my pocket. I was so happy the rest of the afternoon. Now, I don't care if that was a dime. I, I love the Lord for giving that to me. Okay? And I'm not poverty-minded because I love the thousands when they come too, and they do. But I don't care what God gives me. I love him for it. And I want to acknowledge it. Amen. I don't care how small. I found if you start thinking for the small, then the, it's easy to think for the big. You know, and the big comes easier because you've got a heart of gratitude. God helped me to do that more often. All right, so acknowledge it every time it comes. Number three, uh, as we recognize and we acknowledge it, we receive more of it. How many of you know that what you focus on becomes bigger in your sight? You know, you go to looking for, say, look, you're, you're going to buy a brand new Jeep. Did you know you're going to be noticing Jeeps of the color you want and the kinds you want all over the place? All over the place. What you acknowledge becomes bigger in your life. same with the favor. You see it operating and you see how to let it operate as well. And then number four, so favor yourself. Give favor to somebody that doesn't deserve it sometimes. Give that waitress a tip that you don't know, have it even come back sometimes. You know, bless somebody when they don't deserve it. Number five, confess and speak the favor of God over your life. We can activate the favor of God by confession In our life, I know, or Roberts, uh, he shared this on TV one time. He was praying for this for people, and this man came up for prayer and he said, "Oh, I've got a lot of faith, Brother Roberts." You know, I guess he'd been practicing that for a long time before he came up there. He said, "Oh, I got a lot of faith, Brother Roberts." Brother Roberts said, "Oh, that's your problem. You still got it. You got to release it." Okay, so same way with the favor of God. That's good. Same way with the favor of God. Speak it forth, and then number six, call your favor home. Call Your Favor Home. I heard this story of Kate McVeigh, who wrote a book on favor. I highly recommend it. I think it's called Unlimited Favor. I think something like that. But anyway, it's her only book on favor. And she had this little dog that she named it Favor, okay? <laughs> you can tell she's a faith person. She named her dog Favor. And one day this favor dog got out and ran all over the neighborhood, and she couldn't find anywhere. And so she jumped in her car, and she was calling all through the neighborhood. She knew people probably thought she was crazy. Favor, Favor, come here. Come to Mama. Favor, Favor going all over the neighborhood and finally the dog heard her came to the car she opened the door jumped in and went home and so God spoke to her later and says you know just like you called your dog favor home you need to call your supernatural favor home to you you need to call your supernatural favor home to you what do I mean where are some places in your life where you need favor you just kind of been living with lack you could have been living with not enough you could have been living with out God you know really being God in an area of your life you need to begin to call favor home remember for, for Romans 417 calling those things that be not as though they were calling the favor of God really the word favor comes from the Greek word summon which means like being summoned to court i hope you've never been summoned to court i had to jury duty once but uh, being summoned to court it has no right but to show up why because God's already said yes you know if you're calling for favor in an area in line with the word of God He's already said yes, so he's it's waiting really for you to call it in. Amen. And then number seven, train yourself to expect favor. Train yourself to expect favor. I have to be really careful in this, if I'm honest with you, because um, I get so many phone calls, messages, ding-dongs throughout the day on my phone, if you know what I mean. I mean an incredible amount. And if I'm not careful, I... Uh, I let the, uh, you know, the, the, the fear of bad results, you know, come. Uh, I let, you know, just a, oh, no, that's going to be a bad call. If I don't watch myself, if I don't stay in faith, I begin to expect, oh, no, I wonder if that's a bad message coming in. What's happened now? You know, what fire am I going to have to put out now? I have to really watch that because it begins to, and you can let fear get in that way very easy instead of expecting, What let you call that, you know, you've just landed a contract for whatever. Or this has just happened, okay? What if it 's that? you know, so training to expect yourself to receive the favor of God, so anyway, that 's it for tonight. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I really felt that like I needed to do this to help equip you to recognize how the blessing could already be working in your life right now, and, I, and honestly, folks, as we concluded now I expect God is going to take this and he's going to reveal to you situations. Right now in your life, and in the days to come, where that there is opportunity for you to move on up in the blessing of God, Amen. All right, God bless you. You dismissed. Thank you so much for coming.